Hey you guys, welcome back to my podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. It's really crazy because today's episode has been requested so much. It's about how I prevent pregnancy while being on no hormonal birth control. I'm not on the pill. I'm not on an IUD. I do not take any hormonal birth control. I also don't take plan B. And this is how I prevent pregnancy. And I'm really excited. And also, I got a new mic. So I hope that the sound quality is better for you guys. I actually got the Shure M7 for everyone or anyone who is interested in what microphone I got. So I got the Shure M7 and I really like it. And I think that the quality improved. I also have a new cover on the way. It's just that the pictures are being edited. So I already took them, but the pictures are just being edited now. Once I get them, I will upload them and create a cover. So I am really excited for kind of these upgrades in our podcast. It has, you know, really been a successful podcast and I wanted it to have that feel like I wanted to feel professional and to feel mature and to feel just luxurious. Like I want the sound quality to be really good. I want the cover to be really good. I just want it to feel really, really good for you guys. And yeah, I love you so much. So thank you. So let's get into today's episode. So there's three ways that I prevent pregnancy, and I'm going to go through all three of them. Now, with these practices, the best thing that you can do is have multiple practices. So with natural fertility planning or natural family planning, as it's called, it's important that you use a mixture of multiple different practices because when you just use one the information that you're getting is not as accurate. So you want to get the most accurate information. You want to have the most information that you can. So that's why it helps to use multiple different methods of fertility tracking because then you can say, okay, I know for sure that today I am not fertile or I know for sure that today I am fertile. And you want to know for sure. And if you're not for sure, then you want to use a condom or not have sex. But the more methods that you use, the more sure that you're going to be. Also, it takes a couple months or even a longer period of time to really learn your body and learn about how your body is functioning and it does take a little bit to learn your body specifically and for me, it took me about six months to learn really my body of making mistakes and and not really feeling that confident with my fertility tracking. And now in the last eight months or so, I feel very, very confident. So I feel very comfortable. I know myself completely. I know when to have sex. I know when not to have sex. I'm comfortable with my practices. I'm clear on my practices. I know them in and out. And I feel like now I just feel really confident and comfortable. And another part of that is I also feel very sovereign. And I think that's a really important aspect of natural fertility planning or natural family planning is that it allows you to really be in this sovereignty where you're not relying on outside sources to you know, prevent you from getting pregnant. You're really relying on your own natural wisdom and the things that, you know, we have done as women for thousands of years. And so I think it's a really sovereign feeling. It feels really good. It feels really empowering to know my body so intimately and to know the different ways that my body is interacting and to know just myself. Like to know yourself just feels really empowering in all aspects. And this is just another aspect. So it feels really good. With that said, it's your decision if you want to be on birth control or not. And I know that for myself, I wasn't initiated into any of this wisdom 
as a child. So I didn't have any of this information and I wasn't, you know, aware of this and I wouldn't have really been able to be off of birth control and still not get pregnant or be off of birth control and still, you know, there's a maturity that comes with it because we're not being initiated into it. So I'm just saying that kind of as a disclaimer, because if you are not ready to really commit to your fertility and to commit to knowing yourself and there's a level of, yeah, like maturity that comes with it. Like I'm taking responsibility with responsibility. You know, you kind of have to be mature to take on that responsibility. So there's a level of maturity that is necessary for the responsibility of taking full accountability of your fertility. Wow, that was a lot of itties. <laughs> um, but there's just a responsibility that comes with it. So I'm saying that to say, if you feel you're not in that space right now, that's totally fine. Just take the information, maybe you know, get more information on it, spend the next year really deep diving into these practices and really feeling comfortable and confident in these practices, and then maybe transition over. And I really suggest that any individual who wants to kind of track their fertility naturally really takes a three-month period where they really dive deep into it and take these different practices and learn them really intimately without having sex or while using a condom every single time because if not, there will likely be a mistake because you're not sure on it yet. Like with these practices, it's really important to be sure and to really, really be confident in these practices. And so if you're not yet, just keep getting that information, keep learning, keep practicing, keep gathering, you know, and really applying and learning. And And once you feel confident, then, you know, you can start having sex without condoms or start having sex um, at all or, you know, go off of birth control and whatnot. And if you're not actually currently having sex or in a partnership and you're on birth control, definitely if you desire to go off, just go off and just, you know, if you're not having sex at all, just go off of birth control, you know, heal after birth control because there's a healing period that, you know, occurs after birth control because your body has been so tampered with. And then, you know, you know, figure out your stuff. But I'm just saying if you're currently having sex, maybe just take some time to really learn these practices and get secure in them before you just jump right in because there might be a a mistake or a whoopsie and whatnot. and, And it's important to kind of just be sure with these kind of things. So let's go into the first practice. So the first practice that I do is called cycle tracking. And this one is great. I love it. I use the Cycles Journal, as you guys know. I am obsessed with the Cycles Journal. I'm going to get into that later. No, they don't sponsor me. No, I don't have an affiliate link, but I just love them so much. And I always buy their their journal every year. I pre-ordered the one for 2023. So I love the Cycles Journal. So basically what that is or what cycle tracking is, is your cycle should be around 28 days. If it's a normal cycle, it will normally be around 28 days. And so with that, you can track each day of your cycle. So you're going to start at day one, which is the day that you get your heavy or medium flow of your period. So it's not the day that you're spotting. It's the day that you have actual flow. So that's day one of your cycle. And you go all the way to day 28 or you know 29 or wherever you go. 
For me, it's 28 days. So you go all the way to day 28. And throughout those 28 days, you are changing and fluctuating. There's different periods of fertility. There's different periods of not being fertile. There's different mood swings. There's different estrogen changes. And there's totally just so many different things going on each day of the cycle. And so you can track each day of your cycle. And it's important because there are only six days, around six days each month that you can get pregnant, which is kind of shocking when you think about because society is kind of just like, if you have sex, you'll get pregnant and die, you know, being girls reference. But, you know, there's this kind of understanding or, or thought that that we're teaching our daughters and and anyone with a womb that if you have sex, you can get pregnant at any time. And that's just not true. You can only get pregnant six days out of your cycle, around six days out of your cycle. And that in itself is really empowering to know because you can be sure, for example, for me, I'm going to talk about myself because again, this is not medical advice. Just to protect myself here, this is not medical advice. I am not giving you medical advice. I'm giving you what I do and my own process and my own way that I fertility track, but I'm not responsible for your outcomes and I'm not a doctor and this is not medical advice. This is just what I do and what I have learned and I'm just sharing it with you guys. But yeah, just a little disclaimer. But um, for me, I can be sure that the, let's say three days before my period starts, I cannot get pregnant. I'm absolutely sure of it. On day 27 or 26 or 25 of my cycle, there is no chance I can get pregnant. Absolutely zero. Day 24 of my cycle, there is zero chance I can get pregnant. It's just not possible for me. Day 22, day 23, I cannot get pregnant. And so to know that is really, really empowering. Day one, two, three, four, I cannot get pregnant of my cycle. Day five of my cycle, I cannot get pregnant. And so there's so many days out of my cycle that I absolutely cannot get pregnant. And that's really helpful to know. And so for everyone listening, there's different phases of your cycle. The first phase of your cycle is the menstruation phase, which overlaps with the follicular phase. So the menstruation phase starts with day one of your cycle, with your menstrual cycle, and then your follicular phase starts at the same time, but it outlasts it. So the menstruation cycle ends when your period ends and the follicular phase then really kind of kicks in. So the follicular phase is really kind of you can think of it as the next phase after your menstruation. That's how I think of it. So the menstruation is first. It starts with day one of your cycle. It goes until you're done menstruating. And then the second phase is the follicular phase where you're kind of getting your energy back. And in this phase, towards the end of it, there is a chance to get pregnant. And then during your ovulation phase, which is around six days out of your cycle, that's the phase that you can actually get pregnant for sure. And then after the ovulation phase is your luteal phase where you're kind of winding down, you're losing energy and you cannot get pregnant. At least I cannot get pregnant. Okay. I'm not going to say you cannot, but generally individuals cannot get pregnant during their luteal phase. I just don't want to say you because I don't want to be responsible for what happens in your fertility tracking. But the general rule of thumb is that after your ovulation in your luteal phase, you cannot get pregnant. And um, for me, this is absolutely true. And so in each phase of your cycle, 
even aside from fertility tracking, it's really important to kind of know what phase you're in because you can learn more about your body. You learn more about your mood swings and you learn more about how you feel and what you want to eat and what exercises to do. And it's really nice to just get in tune with my body. So for me, I track my cycle by just tracking every single day in my journal. It's like if you do it on the Flow app or if you do it in a sort of, you know, cycle tracking app. It's the same thing, but I do it in a journal. And so every day I write down what day of my cycle I'm in. So let's say today I'm in day, uh, I should be in day one of my period today. So I will, you know, go to the bathroom in a second. It's the morning and I'll see if I'm bleeding. And if not, you know, maybe I'll get my period tomorrow, but I should get it today. So today will likely be day one of my period. And from that, I write on in my little cycle, um, in my little cycles journal, okay, day one of my period, how do I feel? There's all these little question prompts every day. How do you feel? You know, did you have sex? Did you, whatever, just all these different questions. Did you meditate? Did you take your vitamins? Like all these different questions. And so I just track that. Day two, I track how I'm feeling emotionally, physically, all types of different things. And I track that. And that helps me every single day know what phase of my cycle I'm in, what day of my cycle I'm in. And that's really empowering. That's really good information. Like I need to know every day what phase of my cycle I am in. And for me, when I did it on cycle apps on my phone, I was never actually paying attention because I didn't have to actually like log it in. All I had to log was my period. And then every other day, the app just, you know, I could log on and see, oh, okay, I'm on day 16. And I was like, okay, well, whatever, you know. But every day in your cycles journal, you actually track it. You actually track how you're feeling. And honestly, it's allowed me to see trends in my cycle, which has been really, really empowering is seeing like, oh, on day 13, this tends to happen because I'm actually logging it in and saying, oh, on day 13, my boobs are getting really sore, which is literally what's been happening. So on day 13, my boobs get really sore. How random. Like, you know, I noticed that I actually wrote that in the last three months. And after you kind of keep writing things on the same days, you remember and you're like, wait, I think this happened last month on this day. And then you can kind of see how your body works each month. Now, as far as fertility, it's important to know which day of your cycle you're in because you can only get pregnant a few days out of the month. However, fertility or cycle tracking is not enough on its own. Why? Because you are not knowing for sure which day of your cycle you are in. You are solely predicting. Now, this is a very important piece of information, which is why we are pairing this or I pair this with basal body temperature tracking. Now, cycle tracking is solely saying, I should be ovulating today. I am on day 13 of my cycle. Therefore, I should be about to ovulate, which means I'm fertile, which means I should be fertile. Or I'm on day 25 of my cycle. That means I should be in my luteal phase. Okay, so it's it's letting you know where you should be based on your trends and on your body and on also the natural cycles of a, a woman's body or someone with a womb's body. So th- there's natural cycles that we move through if you're in if you have a regular period or a normal period where they kind of go in this natural sequence of around 28 days and you're going in this natural sequence. But it, it does not tell you for sure. So I'm going to give you a little scenario. Let's say I get super fucking stressed out at work. 
I'm like, oh my God, I've had so many meetings this week. I've had so many clients this week. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. Let's say me and my boyfriend are fighting. Let's say he stresses me out. I'm upset. I'm crying. Our bodies are deeply emotional. So our emotions affect our cycles. I have had periods where I was heartbroken about something and my period came like five weeks later or like two weeks early. Okay, so what that means, if your period comes early or your period comes late, that's really dependent on ovulation, when you are ovulating. So what that means, let's say I get my period, let's say I'm really stressed out and I get my period a week late. What that means is that I ovulated late. Okay, so I ovulated late, which then caused my period to come late. So what that really means is that I was not ovulating then within the window that I should have been ovulating. If everything was normal, I would have ovulated between day 12 and 18 of my cycle. But because everything wasn't normal this month, I ovulated actually between day 18 and day 20. Now that's a problem if I'm only cycle tracking. If I'm only cycle tracking, then I only know when I should be ovulating. And if something happens that triggers an emotional event or something in me and I ovulate late and I think I am not ovulating, then I might get pregnant. And we want to prevent that, right? So what we pair cycle tracking with is we tr- I pair it with basal body temperature tracking. And I have done this for about six months and I, or no, actually longer, about eight or nine months. And I absolutely love it. And actually my cycle tracking or my basal body temperature tracking device that I use is called Daisy. I'm going to put their link below. And I am so obsessed with them. First of all, because it's just cute. It's this little like white device and it has all these little like little lights and it's just so cute. It's like a little thermometer, but it's way better. And, um, and so I reached out to Daisy and asked them if they would sponsor today's episode because I already bought my Daisy. I've been loving my Daisy for around eight months. I emailed them a couple weeks ago and said, Hey, I'm going to do this episode. You know, I have a huge following of girls and we're in the top 100 and blah, blah, blah. And they said they would sponsor this episode. So Hey, Daisy, thank you for sponsoring today's episode. I love you guys. So I have been using my Daisy for around nine months. I purchased them. I did not collab with Daisy like I purchased Daisy. I actually saw a friend that I had. She was using it. And so I was like, you know, let me try this out. So I purchased Daisy about eight months ago and I've been using it ever since. And it's really changed my life. And so Daisy calculates when you are fertile and when you are not. So it's this hormone-free way to manage your fertility and your cycle and your health. And so you wake up every morning and you take your basal body temperature, which is different than your normal temperature for a fever. So the basal body temperature is dependent upon your cycles. As someone with a womb, as a woman, it is dependent upon your cycles. So it changes when you are ovulating. It changes when you are not ovulating. It changes when you are in your luteal phase. And so depending on your basal body temperature, you can know for sure when you are fertile and when you are not. So when you are fertile, the daisy, once you take it, it will show up with a green dot. So it's like super cute. So you just have this little white, you know, thermometer looking thing. You put it under your tongue. And when you're fertile, you take your temperature in the morning. And when you're fertile, it's going to come up with a red 
a red little dot. And it's going to say what that red dot means is you are fertile. Do not have sex if you do not want to get pregnant. You are fertile today. And the thing that I love about Daisy is because it's sure. Like you taking your basal body temperature means that you're sure. I am literally fertile today because my temperature spiked. You know, like I am sure that I am, you know, fertile today because I am literally reading my temperature, my own body, and I know for sure. And so when you are fertile, it's going to give you that red dot. And when you're not fertile, the other, you know, 20 days of the month, you're going to get a green dot. And during that, you know, green dot, it's meaning, you know, you can have sex. If you don't, if you don't want to get pregnant, you're a-okay to have sex today. And then when you're kind of learning or the daisy is kind of learning your body, which takes around three months, there's going to be a lot of kind of like yellow dots, which means like have caution, maybe use a condom, maybe don't have sex because I'm not 100% sure. And that's just because it's syncing up to your to your cycle. Um, but I love basal body temperature tracking. This is the main form of fertility planning that I use. And like I said, I purchased my Daisy and I did not, you know, get it for free. I purchased it and I love it. And so I love basal body temperature tracking because it really is not, you're not guessing. You're not like I should be ovulating today. The daisy is like, you are ovulating today. Literally, you are ovulating based on the temperature in your body. You are ovulating today. And I love that because it makes me feel really confident. It makes me feel really secure that I know that today I am literally not ovulating. I am literally completely 100% comfortable in having sex today and not getting pregnant. And I love that level of assuredness. I love that level of certainty. And so that's why I love basal body temperature tracking. You guys can look into basal body temperature tracking. It's also called BBT tracking. And I love it so much and I really really suggest it because like I said with the cycle tracking although you need to do multiple practices in in tandem with the cycle tracking you're guessing like I should be ovulating today but with the basal body temperature you know for sure I am ovulating today because it's literally taking the temperature of your body and so I love it and it's also really nice to it's really nice to know that and to be to really just kind of tune into the fact that your body literally as someone with a womb or as a woman, it changes so intimately throughout the month. Like it is crazy that your temperature based on when you are fertile or when you're not will shift and change. And it's so crazy because our world is not designed for women or for anyone with a womb. Our world world is just not designed for us. And I think that's because our bodies work on this 28-day clock and, you know, what all the things that we experience in 28 days, men experience or any people with penises experience within one day. So within 24 hours, they go through their, I forget what it's called, but we have um, a certain rhythm and they have a certain rhythm and they're different. So throughout the day or on my 14th day of my cycle, right? That took me 14 days to get to that experience, that emotional experience, that physical experience. But within a man or someone with a penis, it takes him only 14 hours to get to that space. And so all the things that we experience within 28 days, they experience within 24 hours. And so it's so crazy because we are so different. 
And it's really nice to just tune into the sacred rhythm of your own body and to understand your own body and to feel in tune with it and to kind of tune in with the natural wisdom of your body and kind of do the these ancient practices that birth control has only been around for you know, a little bit. And we have been practicing and and managing our fertility for so long. And I do actually understand and appreciate the, the gifts of birth control. But I think that it's a symptom of our society being disempowered. But I am not for the discourse that says, you know, fuck birth control. Nobody should be on birth control. Birth control is the worst thing to happen to women. No, the patriarchy is the worst thing to happen to women. Birth control is just a symptom of it. So please hold a nuanced perspective. You can understand that birth control is physically harmful for any person's body while also understanding that the risks and the assessment, the birth control might actually be more helpful to that individual than not being on birth control at the period that of the time that they are in in their life. And to advocate and say that birth control is the worst thing that ever happened to women is actually missing the point because birth control is only a symptom. Patriarchy is the root. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> so anyway, let's get into the next part of our session. So today, the other part that we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about cervical mucus. So we're going to be talking about discharge, basically. So it's interesting because discharge, we never actually were taught, at least for me, I was never taught that it actually indicated my fertility or that it was a helpful part of my life. It was more this kind of, oh, like I have discharge or, oh, I have cervical mucus and, and whatnot. But discharge is cervical mucus and it can tell you when you are pregnant, or sorry, not when you're pregnant, um, when you were fertile and when you were not fertile. And it's so interesting because we're not taught that, but it can. So it's just another practice that you can practice along with other methods. So again, don't do one method in itself, use multiple. So this is the third one that I use. So every day I check my cervical mucus, AKA my discharge. And so the less clear that it is, so AKA the more uh, dense and and, uh, and white and kind of like uh, chunky that it is, the less fertile that you are. Now, the more clear and lubricative that it is, the more fertile you are because discharge helps the sperm go up into your uterus. And so the more lubricative it is, the more clear it is, kind of the more like luby that it is, the more it can help the sperm go up to the um, uterus. Now, when it is not in this lubricative manner, it means that your body is not secreting the, the discharge to actually help you get pregnant, which means that your body is saying, I am not in a space to get pregnant, which AKA means I'm not fertile right now. So when you are fertile, your body put, puts out a certain discharge to help you get pregnant. It puts out a certain discharge to help the sperm get to your uterus. Now, when you are right about to have your period on day 28, your body is not going to be putting out that, that, you know, that level of discharge because it knows I'm not going to get pregnant right now. So I'm going to put out a different just discharge today. Okay. I just ran and got my cycles journal throwback to that in the beginning of the episode because your cycle, the cycles journal has so much freaking information and it actually has in the beginning of it, it has all these different pages about your ovulation and your fertility and ways to practice natural birth control or natural fertility. And so I am going to just read you guys right here this little chart it has about cervical mucus. So it says, the less fertile you are, the more dry and sticky that your cervical mucus is going to be. But the more 
more fertile you are, the more lubricative and creamy that your cervical mucus is going to be. Now, the less fertile you are, the more yellow your cervical mucus is going to be. The more fertile you are, the more clear or white your cervical mucus is going to be. Lastly, the less fertile you are, the less stretchy your cervical mucus is going to be. So if you put it between your fingers, put your discharge between your fingers and just try to see if it stretches, like move your fingers up and down. Just open up your fingers as if you're trying to stretch some putty or something and see if it stretches. And if it doesn't, then it's more less fertile. If it kind of keeps its shape, if it's more clumpy and it, it kind of like holds its shape and it's kind of looks like, um, yeah, like little like clumps of something, then you're less fertile. But if it's more stretchy and it kind of moves with your fingers, then you're more fertile. And so this is just a way that you can track your fertility along with all these other methods. And it's helpful. It's helpful to kind of have these different methods to track your fertility. I find it really, really empowering to have multiple different methods that I use every single day. Every single day, I track my cycle. I take my basal body temperature and I track my cervical mucus. So every day I'm getting three great bits of information to make sure I know for sure where I'm at in my cycle and what my empowered decision of the day is. And then usually my boyfriend in the morning, I make him uh, give me my daisy. So he wakes me up at like 7 a.m. every morning or 6 a.m. And he's like, babe, take your daisy. So I take my daisy and then I just tell him, oh, it's green today. Oh, it's red today. So if it's red, he knows we're not having sex. If it's green, he knows we can have sex. And so for the red, um, you know, it's actually unfortunate because you during your ovulation phase, the only the only thing about natural fertility planning is during your ovulation phase, you want to have sex the most. So as a woman or as anyone with a womb, you want to have sex the most during your ovulation phase. You're horny. You're like, I am trying to have sex. Like that's just the way that your body is showing up during that phase. But that's the one phase you cannot have sex. So during your ovulation phase, you're going to want sex the most, but you can't have it unless of course you use a condom. But of course, condoms break. So if you want to use a plan B or something like that, that's helpful. Now, I do not use plan B. And what I use, I'm glad I said that because what I use is I actually use a little tincture. Um, it's called a plan B tincture. I'm going to put it in the bio. And I got it from a girl I follow on Instagram. And she has all these kind of products for fertility. And it's basically a Queen Anne's Lace tincture. Now, I could do a whole other episode on herbs. But... There are many herbs that are amenagogues and abortifacins. And the difference between amenagogues and abortifacins is that amenagogue herbs prevent implantation. Abortifacin herbs abort an already implanted embryo. And so um, you can take amenagogue herbs if you have a little whoopsie, or you can take a plan B, whichever you prefer. Um, if I actually had a whoopsie, let's say I used a condom and I had sex on the day of my ovulation, like it is literally the day I am ovulating, I would take a plan B. I would not rely on um, necessarily the herbs or whatnot. I would also take the herbs, but I would take a plan B. Now, um, I've actually heard that plan B is not effective if you are actually on the day of your ovulation. So it's probably better to just take the plan B and to also really go intense with the herbs because the herbs are probably going to be the things that save you. But um, just to be safe, I would probably do both. Now, if I have a whoopsie on day 12 or day 13 of my cycle, I am taking 
um, this Plan B tincture. And Queen Anne's lace is an amenagogue, so it helps prevent implantation. And there have been herbs around for thousands of years that women have used for literally thousands of years, thousands of years to help abort children, abort fetuses, abort embryos, or to prevent implantation. And this is again just an ancient practice, just like everything else we're talking about today. And you know, herbs are really, really powerful part of um really of, you know, and not necessarily of uh, fertility because I definitely don't suggest relying on herbs to help you with your fertility. It's more of a or actually to help you with your fertility, if you want to be more fertile, then yes, there's herbs that actually help you uh, be more fertile. But to prevent pregnancy, no, you want to be you want to be relying on these practices we talked about today. You don't want to be relying on herbs. Like you don't want to, oh, I'm going to have sex every day and then take Queen Anne's lace every day. No, you don't want to do that because that actually messes with your cycle. Like these herbs are actually really powerful and you don't want to just be relying on these substances to prevent pregnancy you want to be relying on these methods but let's say you have a whoopsie like once a month or not even once a month hopefully less than that once every three months or something like that you can take your little tincture and that is an option maybe you want to take plan b maybe you want to take a tincture whatever the hell you want to do i'm not responsible for what you do i'm not responsible for your outcomes but this is what i do so if i have a little whoopsie i had a whoopsie i think this cycle on day like 11 or something and just to be safe i took my my queen anne's lace tincture for three days and i do not I, you know, I do not have whoopsies on day 16 of my cycle. It is impossible for me. I will not, I will not allow it. (laughs) I will not allow a whoopsie on day 16 of my cycle or on day 15 or even 14. But, you know, leading up to ovulation, it's maybe kind of, it's like a yellow area. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. And maybe I'll have a whoopsie. So try not to, but I might. And so what I do is I use this uh, Queen Anne's Lace tincture that I got. I will link in the bio. Now, there's one other method. I'm actually seeing it right here. And I want to tell you guys about it, although I don't use it. So I'm just going to read out of the book. So it says, your cervix also responds to the hormonal fluctuations throughout your cycle. A cervix is likely to become straight versus tilted low versus high and soft with an open versus closed opening as you approach ovulation. You can check regularly by simply inserting a clean finger into your vagina and feeling upwards. I actually remember seeing this as one of the most natural um, or ancient fertility planning practices. And so basically what they're saying is that you can feel the positioning of your cervix every day and you're going to get familiar with how it changes and then once you're familiar and you're secure on touching your cervix and seeing how it changes you can see based on where you're at in your cycle how open it is how soft it is how low it is how tilted it is and based on that information you will then be able to determine where you are fertile and when you are fertile so it's saying that when you are fertile it is going to be more straight lower softer and more open um, as you're, you know, approaching ovulation and as you're ovulating. So that's really helpful information if you desire to kind of go with that. I'm going to read right here. Also, it says basal body temperature. So it says use a basal body temperature thermometer. Shout out Daisy. Daisy's the best guys. And also I'm going to link, um, in my bio or in my description, I'm going to put 
the code that you guys can use to get $20 off. So you can use my code to get $20 off. If you use my code, I think I get a little percentage of that. So if you're not comfortable with that, you don't have to use my code, but it also allows Daisy to see based on their sponsorship if people were actually buying the you know, the daisies. So, um, yeah, so I would love for you guys to use my code. And also another piece of information is when I bought it, I had insurance and I registered my daisy as a durable medical equipment through insurance. And then insurance covered 90% of it. And so, um, use my code to get $20 off, buy your daisy. And then you can, after you buy it, you can get reimbursed by your insurance. For me, I registered it as a durable and medical equipment. So that was kind of how I did it. And I also have a friend where she bought daisy as well and she registered as well. I don't know what she did with her insurance, but I know insurance paid, I think 95% of it. So you can buy daisy. And if you have insurance, your insurance can kind of, um, cover a lot of it. And I think you buy it first and then they reimburse you. That's what happened for me. So, um, so yeah, use my code guys. Like Daisy is the best Daisy. That is the number one thing I do for my cycle. So that's the number one way that I track my cycle and track my fertility because it's the most, for me, the most sure way. And so that I do everything else, but my Daisy is what I rely on the most. Um, so here it says, use a basal body thermometer to take your temperature first thing in the morning before talking or getting out of bed. Place from thermometer under the tongue or in the armpit for at least five minutes before reading the temperature. So with your daisy, you don't have to keep it under your armpit and you also don't have to keep it for more than five minutes because it uh, flashes with a light once it has read your basal body temperature. So the light that it flashes with tells you if you can have sex that day or if you can't. If it flashes green and you don't want to get pregnant, um, you can have sex that day. And if you it flashes red and you don't want to pre- get pregnant, you don't want to have sex that day. So the da- basal body temperature and the daisy is like everything. So for to me, that's the number one way that I track my fertility. And I'm not just saying that because they're sponsoring this episode. That's just simply the most sure way for me and the way that I track my fertility the most, um, the thing that I rely on the most. So I do it every single morning without fail. I go based on my daisy if I can have sex or if I can't. And I also, of course, do the cycle tracking and the cervical mucus. But the main, my main number one way of tracking my fertility and preventing pregnancy is using my basal body temperature from my daisy. And so, yeah. And so with that, guys, I think I'm going to end this episode here. I love you guys so much. I hope that the mic quality was better today. I don't know. I love you. And I I love, I hope that the, yeah, I hope the mic quality was good. Like I got a new microphone. I hope you guys like it. Tweet at me. Let me know if you liked it. I never answer DMs on Instagram. It's very hard for me because I'm constantly interacting with people and it kind of overwhelms me to get a lot of messages um, in my DMs. So if you want to just say a quick thing like, oh my God, I love that podcast or oh my God, I, you know, love your new microphone, just tweet at me because I'm like active on Twitter and it's just kind of for fun on Twitter. So that, you know, is kind of a sure way to um, give me your feedback or something. So tweet at me and, you know, and we'll go from there. So uh, my Twitter is Victoria Duvall, of course. My Instagram, my TikTok, my YouTube, which are my main forms of social media. My Twitter is just like a little for fun little space. But my TikTok, my Instagram, and my YouTube are all Victoria Duvall. And my website is victoriadevall.com for coaching. So yeah, I love you guys so much. I hope this was helpful. Please go and grab a daisy and let me know how you guys like it. Daisy is like literally the best thing ever. My code you can use forever. So if you get it in a month, if you get it in two months, like, you know, let me know. 
Use my code. Tag me on Instagram if you guys, you know, use uh, Daisy. Guys, thank you so much for shouting out my podcast so often on Instagram. I have not been active on Instagram for like a week and a half, but I have been seeing you guys tag me in your stories. Thank you so much. It means the world to me. And that's really the only way that my podcast is growing. Like every month, my podcast is growing so freaking much. And we just keep getting higher and higher in the charts. And it's crazy. And I think it's really because I saw a huge spike when one of my my girls who listens, so shout out to you. Thank you. Um, she had posted, uh, two girls in the same week posted TikToks that went viral talking about listening to my podcast and like, oh, you think, um, like, do I have a boyfriend? No, I listen to Victoria's podcast and I have really high standards or something like that. So um, two girls posted that and it really meant a lot to me and they got like 70,000 likes and my podcast spiked up in, in listens that day. So it really means a lot to me and I just really appreciate it. So thank you guys so much and I will talk to you soon and I hope you guys like this episode. Go check out Daisy. Go to the link in my bio. Use their, uh, their, my code, get the Daisy. Like I purchased it. I reached out to Daisy to sponsor this episode, not the other way around. And I just love them so much. My main way of tracking my fertility is my Daisy. So I love you guys and I will talk to you soon and have a great weekend.